<laughs> oh, buddy. Yeah. Oh, buddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What it is, what it is, what it is, people. Yeah. What is this, episode 83? Yeah. Oh, boy. Yes, sir. We're just kicking it. Uh, it's the Drum Brigade Podcast. I'm Corey Kingston. Sipping. Is it? Is that the brown sauce? That is the brown sauce. The brown sauce. He's all the way back in, people. At Voice You Hear, it's the one, the only. It's the funkiest, funky Phil Pardell. Oh, boy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're here. It's now. It's Monday morning. Uh, it's the Drum Brigade Podcast, man. I'm just, you know, I'm just gearing up for a long day, like always, Funky Phil. Yeah. Um, yeah, before we get started, uh, it's just us today, man. Just me and Phil. If you're not into me and Phil, then beat it. Justice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no guests today. Uh, well, no, we had a guest today. She bailed. What? We have a real problem with a lot of female guests, dude. Some of the female guests that we've had on are just like the greatest ever. The ones that actually did come on. The ones that like... <sighs> you gotta be careful here. <laughs> the ones that are like... <sighs> kind of big stage... Like gospel chop kind of drummer girls. Uh-oh. Have a problem coming on our show, man. Maybe... It like, it's like it, we owe it, them something. Could it correlate to Instagram fame? <laughs> very well i think that's a lot of problem with a lot of people but like some people just don't get it um i get it though people are busy and they're working on things and they got to go where the money is and you know but you know just come on the drum brigade podcast and hang out with us we're nice we're perfect gentlemen perfect we're nice we're nice people <laughs> it ain't like that we're just drummers um no, all good. We're going to have homegirl on another day. Um, she couldn't come on today, so I'm not even going to tell you who it is just in case it doesn't happen. But um, yeah, so it's just Funky Phil and Corey Kingston today. Yeah. Uh, before we get started, Funky Phil, uh, you can listen to this podcast on all the platforms. You know what they are. Um, you can follow us on Instagram, YouTube, all that stuff. Just posted a new video yesterday of me playing um, some reggae songs. Or a reggae song. I don't understand this, dude. I don't understand it. I'm going to get on a soapbox later, but I don't understand how I can post the simplest drumming video in the world, playing the simplest reggae song in the world, and people are just freaking losing their minds. And then I post something like difficult for me to play or something that took a lot of work, and like everybody's like, meh. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't, I, don't, I don't understand. And it's like, how many reggae or ska videos can I post? The, like my most viewed video on YouTube. I have two or three most viewed videos on YouTube. Out of all the day in a, day in a life videos, product reviews, all that stuff I do, it's one playing a ska song, one recording a ska song, and a reggae song. It's the same freaking beat. But you play it so well. Dude, I don't care. It's like people losing their mind for you playing the basic rock beat, like an eighth note rock beat. People, oh my God, he just plays it so well. I'm not complaining. It sure does sound like complaining. <laughs> but like, I'm just saying, I don't get it. Like, I mean, I can't play it like you play it. People love that. Why do people love that so much? Like, I can't. 
I just should just start doing it. Just play reggae songs every day and just freaking people love it. All right. Well, anyways, new <laughs> video up just went up today or yesterday. I didn't see it yet. It's not great, Phil. It's just me playing drums. I want to see it. That's it. It's just maybe, like the simplest we, thing. Maybe we can screen share and watch it together. All right. It's just so simple. It's on the it's YouTube, like, right? And and it's like that's yeah, it's on YouTube and it's on Instagram. But like I just I feel like well, can you hear me? I can hear you. Oh, my inners are going out. Oh boy. There we go. Um oh no. Hold on, bear with. There we go. Oh, that's why they're not in on the way. <laughs> okay, so um yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate people watching. I just um it's hard for me to understand why. Um I always think, all right, this is the one, man. This one took me a few takes. This was hard. People don't want to accept that I do a lot of other things. Like people in San Diego, like the people that I normally play with don't really realize that I play reggae and ska music. They think I play like pop or something. Yeah, I have the, I have a similar issue where I feel like most people think I just play pop and top 40. Um, mm. Even though I like spent a lot of my... A lot of time playing jazz. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't yeah. think anyone thinks of me as a jazz drummer, but I like that's one of my one of my comfort zones is is doing more jazz type stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I dude, this is the thing. Like, I love I love ska and reggae music. That's like th my favorite music. You know, I love it. I love it. I love it. I can't say that enough. Everybody knows that, but like the majority of gigs I play are not in that era or genre of music and so man i put it's like i don't i don't know maybe it's just because all my touring has been that kind of music you know but um i've played in a lot of different bands like a lot from like country to blues to everything funk and r&b and pop and reggae and ska and punk and it's like i post a punk video meh i post a pop video Eh. I post a reggae video. Oh, people freaking losing it. <clears throat> I don't get it. Um, anyways, not complaining. All I want is more viewers. So if that's what's going to bring people, then that's what's going to bring people. If you guys want to see what we do, go to drumbrigade.com or go to philpardell.com, P A R D E L L.com or Corey Kingston, K O R E Y. Yeah. Kingston.com. You can see all my, I got to post more video. I got to revamp my whole website, but anyways, that's another, another story. Um, on any of our websites, those three websites, you can hire us for lessons. We're doing remote lessons right now exclusively. We're not doing one-on-one -on -one lessons only remotely. Um, it's working out. I hope a lot of students just stay like, like this. Me too. Uh, yeah, I could use more students. So if you know anybody or you're looking for somebody um, or if you're looking for some lessons, just hit us up. We uh, would love to do it. Yeah. Uh, Drum Brigade is a community. It's a family. It's a place for drummers. It's, you know, like it's it's the Brotherhood of Drums and we always talk about camaraderie over competition. So we love having each other's backs and um, helping people to feel like they belong because they're drummers. That's important to us. So we do that by giving drummers a voice on our podcast, this podcast that you're listening to. 
We do that through our apparel. We give people an identity as drummers. And we have a sense of camaraderie by helping our students to feel welcome and encouraged by learning from us. So um, if you want to do any of those three things, eventually we'll get back to doing events and sheds and all that stuff right now that's on hold. Check out our merch store on our website, drumbrigade.com. We have some super like dope stuff up there. Nobody can even compare to what we have, Phil. That's how dope we are. For real. <laughs> it's like a real clothing brand company, but can, for drummers. Can I get the socks with your face on them? Is that an option? Uh, I'm sure we can make those. Yeah, I'm sure we can we can design those. <laughs> I might want those. That's the only thing I could wear or <laughs> underwear with my face on them. Not your face, Phil. Don't get crazy. Oh, come on. <laughs> um so yeah, the girl who took that picture of us, I did a photo shoot with her yesterday. What? I'll get into that. I'll get into that. I'll get into that. Um okay, so that's it. Drum Brigade podcast. No sponsors this show. Just us. No guests, no sponsors. It's just us, Phil. Justice. Yeah, just the way it was, like it was when we first started this thing. All right, let's get into it. It's the Drum Brigade Podcast. Oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. Mm -hmm. Uh, How y'all doing? Hello, friends. How y'all doing? (laughs) Um, you know what I was thinking, Phil? We should go on Instagram Live. I don't know how to do that. Okay, hold on. You mean with your phone? Yeah. Okay. Let me just get on here so that people can ask us live questions. You know what I'm saying, Phil? You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. <laughs> live. We're on Instagram Live now. Taking questions from people. Funky Phil and I hosting the podcast today. No guests, just Funky Phil and I. We're taking listener questions all day on Instagram Live. Not all day, just for the episode, Funky Phil. So um, this will be an audio podcast as well as Instagram Live. Um, So you guys know the drill. Sorry you can't hear our drops on Instagram Live, but you can hear it tomorrow when the podcast comes out. Yeah. All right, yeah. Um, So anyways, Mr. The Gooch is on. What's up, my friend? Um, yes, you can. Okay, Lily asks, is there a way to learn and practice drums without having a drum kit? Um, of course you can. Just get some sticks, play on a pillow, um, get a practice pad, you know, and then you can just start learning rudiments and stuff like that. Right, Phil? Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. What he said. It's always... You can it's, tap it's on always, things with your fingers and your hands. Yeah. You can do like body like body drums. <laughs> um, Mostly major there's all kinds of stuff you can do. at first, right? Yeah. So I think Lily already plays drums a little bit, but um she's uh it would definitely help with rhythmic training for piano playing. So Lily is a piano player, a singer. Before this whole COVID thing, I was playing with her every week, uh like twice a week. And um fantastic singer songwriter and all that stuff but drumming will help definitely with rhythm rhythm timing and all that stuff so anyways um you can you can do like hand percussion training if you want or you can just do like practice pad stuff pair of drumsticks cost you like probably under 10 bucks if you want practice pad will cost you like under 20 bucks depending on which one you want 
And you can start there. Nothing's better than having a real drum set, but you can start with that. Um, let me know. I can get you started as well on some stuff to practice and all that jazz. Um, maybe we can trade for some vocal lessons because now I am a singer, Phil, and you saw it. <laughs> can you sing some Bruce Springsteen right now, please? No, Phil. Please. No, I'm not really a singer. Born to run. Go. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Here we go. I'm, a, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know any of the words. I just know that one part. Do it. So, <laughs> oh yeah, I'm a dancer as well. James came through. Yes, dancer. What's up, James? We haven't seen James. Has been on the show, hang out, hung out with us. Has a phenomenal snare collection. Yeah, it's um, growing. Gosh, I just wanted like maybe we need to do a video reviewing your snares, James. That would be dope. Yeah, just but like I need to hit each one like, once because he has so many. Like, <laughs> yeah, bah, it'd be like a 10-minute video just bah, playing each bah. one. <laughs> like 16 notes at 200 beats per minute. Each note is one of James' snares. <laughs> it's a 10-minute video. Oh, man. All right, Funky Phil, how are you, man? I'm good. Yeah, just, life's good. Just chilling. I recorded some drums this week for a friend. Did some yes. gardening. We got some tomato plants in the ground. Yes. Some peppers and uh, planted some peas. Dang. Can't complain. <laughs> Those are some odd plants. People, people, okay, people normally plant tomatoes and potatoes. Potatoes? And like, yeah, potatoes, carrots. I, I, like, I don't oh, well, know anybody that plants peas. We have carrots and lettuce too. Dang, lettuce. Yeah, well, snap peas, like the kind that you can. Like, just take off the vine and eat right away? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I got it. Um, Zucchini. That's cool. Did you guys find any of Charlotte's stuff? Got stolen? Nope. Nope. Dang it. It sounds like the cops had a like a like an informant that might have seen a couple of her things. So No way. That was the last thing I heard or that she heard was that they were going to follow up on that, but I don't know if she's heard anything since. Dang. You should have told the cops that there was a few donuts in the mix that got stolen. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry. You, everybody that knows me, I'm not, I'm not a fan of the little piggies. Um, <laughs> um, this week, man, I did a lot of things. Um, by the way, I, I'm going to keep mentioning you guys don't like you guys are um, probably going to get sick of this if you're listening to this audio only. But if you guys have any questions, come through um, on the Instagram live. We're live right now on Instagram. And if you guys have any questions, drop them. Me and Phil answer them on the air and uh, all that stuff. So uh, this week, man, I feel like I'm, I might be going crazy. What's up? Like, or I'm just settling into this life as we know it right now, you know, like we had a full on karaoke party Friday night, just me and summer, my drinking wife. wine, drinking wine, singing Neil diamond. You were all dressed up too, right? Or were you not? I can't remember. That was for the dance party. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The dance party. We had like a sixties dance party and, um, well, we thought it was sixties, but it ended up just being a dance party. Some friends of ours that are in France had a party and it was 12.30 in the afternoon. And they were 
it was like nine or ten in France. Nice. And then they had people in like Scandinavia and like Northern California and all these places. It was like there's probably like 60 people in this Zoom meeting. And they hired a DJ and he was playing songs and everybody was going in dancing. It was so fun. Nice. It was so fun. <laughs> Dude, it was so fun. It looked like a hoot. And so, um, yeah. Yeah. So me and my wife got dressed up all vintage thinking that it was a vintage 60s party, but there was fools like literally wearing penguin costumes. And it was really fun, though. It was really fun. Um, but here's the thing, dude. I'm getting old, getting old in my old age. Hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? Instagram live. Um, <laughs> yo, this is the drummer. Sorry, let me, I digress. No, wait, I don't know what I'm saying. Anyways, this is the drummer. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for viewing me and Funky Phil doing our podcasts that we do every Monday. Yeah. Drum Brigade podcast. Okay. Uh, middle of the day, my wife is like, come on, babe. They're doing a dance party and I want us to go. We can dress 60s. And I'm like, Ugh. I'm like trying to take a nap. It's Saturday. I'm like, nah, girl, I'm just trying to chill. <laughs> She's like, come on, babe. Come on. So she puts out a platter of like cheese and olives crackers dip nice whatever else you put on a platter little tangerine pieces apples all right anyways i was like damn that looks bomb that sounds like a good platter yeah so i'm like all right like <laughs> let's all right let's do it i dressed up 60s i'm like well i can't be 60s unless i have like a drink so i made a martini and then i drank my martini and i'm like damn that was bomb i'm gonna have another martini and i drank another martini and then I was like, man, I'm feeling good. Like, let's break it down. I'm in a dancing mood. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so then I'm like, well, I mean, it's a Saturday afternoon. Let's, let's mix up another martini. <laughs> so I had three martinis. In my heyday, that's, that's nothing. Like, let's, I'm feeling good, but I'm not like hammered. I was like, I couldn't feel my legs, Phil. Oh, boy. <laughs> So anyways, I was just like, yeah, okay, I'm good. No, I wasn't actually that bad. I was just like, I was feeling really, really, really good, like really buzzed. And so I'm like, okay, no more martinis. But I also didn't really eat. Mm. So I got a hammock, put, put the hammock in the backyard, put on a podcast, and then I'm chilling, like laying in the pot, laying in the hammock, just swinging my worries away. Bro, I was out when i say out like i was summer came out and she was like hey babe like did you want some like rice or something like what did you want for lunch and i'm like huh like what <laughs> oh no and i'm like i'm like totally like come here come here like, <laughs> like, like come lay, come lay down with me and she's like what's <laughs> oh, no. i don't know where i'm i don't know what who i don't even know who i am what time was this this was probably like 2.30 or 3 oh. in the afternoon. <laughs> Four, maybe. I'm like, come here. Come here. Where are you going? I'm like, no. do you love me? Do you love me? <laughs> oh, my gosh, dude. She's like, what has happened? 
She, it, it, okay, it wasn't that bad, but like, she's like, are you all right? And I'm like, yeah, I'm just I'm just tired. Dude, I'm like sleeping in this hammock. And so she like, <laughs> so dude, this is the problem is like, I drink that much. I don't feel like that for very long. And then I'm like immediately like have a super bad hangover, like headache, stomach ache, you name it. It's all there. Oh. The whole day and the whole next morning, I'm like, oh my gosh. Dude, I'm drinking water like it's going out of style. Nothing is like, I'm like, what the heck, dude? I just cannot do this anymore. Yeah. Le- yeah. James said, at least I remember what happened. It's true. It's Barely. a good point. Barely. It couldn't have been that bad. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't that bad. It was the fact that like, I was just so like, I was dying after I was struggling after dude. And, um, Yeah. That was that. But then, like, the night before, similar situation, doing karaoke, singing Neil Diamond, drinking Uh wine. Another platter that night, too, by the way. Ooh. And um, I have to drink if I'm going to be singing. Yeah. So (laughs) the point of me singing Neil Diamond, yeah, that wine was tasting good. (laughs) I'm not not, um, advertising that you should drink. Phil doesn't drink, you know, I've taken time off and like this quarantine has just sent me right back on the wagon, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> I sound like I've been like going to AA meetings or something. You know, I, I don't think you're alone. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of folks out there who've been um, yeah, having, you know, drinking more than they normally would. Definitely. Or more Definitely. consistently, I should say. Yeah, it's, um, it's, you know... Like, I don't go that hard, like, every night. <laughs> I'm, I, feel like I really sound like I have a problem here. Um, I'm just saying, like, dance parties and karaoke's, karaoke parties, that's just what happened. So at least I was in my own house and on my own hammock, and then I was on the couch trying to cuddle with some kitties, <laughs> nursing a stomach ache after that (laughs) but it was fun it was really fun and people like i'm surprised at how many people were like shocked that i was singing the amount of singing that i sing on i do on this show um (laughs) people were like dying like you sound like your dad i'm like that's the problem man people like always want to like think i'm gonna sound like my dad my dad's a professional singer i'm a singer that's like joking around all the time i never ever sing (laughs) <laughs> Unless I'm messing around at home or something or like singing to my wife, telling her that I wrote every song that I'm singing. <laughs> so anyways, it was, um, it was a fun weekend. I didn't do much. I didn't do much playing at all. Yeah, man. I didn't do, I, I came in here on Friday for lessons. And then I think I did lessons on Thursday. I don't remember. And like, I haven't been playing. I, so, okay. Side note, I set up, um, I set up a practice rig in my patio where the um, where the hammock is, and my bike training is. Outdoor so now that's practice. like my little zone, huh? Outdoor practice. Outdoor practice. I, like I figured it. get some fresh air, work on things, bro. I am very disappointed in my drumming skills. I have no skills, dude. Not true. <sighs> if you saw the stuff I'm practicing, you'd be like, bro, come on, that's easy. No, and I'm just like, probably not. Uh, 
I'm in, I'm in the same boat, man. I've I've barely been able to play drums at all since this all Dude. started. Just with the with the kids home all the time, and and I have even less free time than I did before. Yeah. Okay. You know, like I've heard you teach this lesson a million times. Um, Oakland Stroke. Started breaking that down. Woo! Reading it, reading it, trying to play it. It's Dude, not good, Phil. That's a hard. That's a hard groove. It's so hard. It's now hard. I am. I am pretty happy that I'm reading it, learning it by reading it, because that could not happen before. Yeah. Sixteen note groove. Um, lots of ghost notes, but dude, the way I've been like kind of diving into Dave Garibaldi and the way that he, his approach to the drums is so foreign to me. Oh yeah. Accents and ghost notes is so weird, dude. And it's like, it's hard. It's yeah. Yeah. Okay. The, The perfect example is on that groove. I was watching a video of him explaining it. And then I was looking at it, the sheet music, and he's taken like an ostinato kind of samba thing that you'd play on your feet, dunch, good dunch, good dunch, good dunch, right? Uh huh. He would play that like he plays that on that groove. He plays that on the hi hat. Yeah. He's, he like switches that to the hi hat, but then his lower half, whatever his left hand and his kick are. It's a hard groove to play, man. It's no hard. joke. It's a hard beat. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's uh. I'm working on it. I'm working on it myself. You can't hear our drops, people, on Instagram, but yeah. Um, I'm still working on it myself. There you go. Um, I'm always, I'm always working, working on, on that thing. thing. <laughs> I'm always working on that thing. Uh, you know, don't watch me too carefully, all right? I'm still working on it myself. I'm always working on that thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, and then um, there's like this, this a couple of Mike Johnston grooves that i've been working on like playing um playing basically playing like a eighth note two sixteenth note on the right hand kind of thing like kind of thing on your right hand and then every like permea permutation is that right permutation perm i can't i can never say words right dude yeah it sounds good just, just roll with it. Every permutation, permutation <laughs> on your hands, and then every permutation on your feet, but still playing. The same lesson, playing two sixteenth notes. And well, no, I went through every lesson with like quarter notes on the hi hat, eighth notes on the hi hat, sixteenth notes on the hi hat, like one hand sixteenth notes, mm-hmm. then broken up subdivisions, like eighth note, court two two sixteenth notes, then two sixteenth notes, eighth notes. That kind of thing. Wait, what would those be as pizza toppings? Uh, we got anchovies, eighth note, two sixteenth notes, anchovies, 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 and then we got cheesy bread, cheesy bread, cheesy bread, cheesy bread, cheesy bread. <laughs> That's not a topping. Yeah, but you, you still can get cheesy it at bread least on your Caesars. pizza. Yeah, well, you could. I guess you could if you're freaky <laughs> like that. Yeah, I mean, it's still you still can get it at a pizza shop. Yeah. I Fair don't enough. have one though for um what would it be? Like uh uh two, okay, so so two sixteenth notes and then a sixteenth note on the uh. Uh-huh. I don't know I don't know what pizza topping we can use for that. Anybody on Instagram have one for that? Yeah. <laughs> 
What about um, a dot, dotted eighth and a sixteenth? We sound like total nerds right now, by the way. I know this is this is a drum podcast, so a dotted eighth and a sixteenth. Da, 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 mm-hmm. That. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna have to Google it. There's, I know there's a lot of these. I like the ones that are bugs. Have you seen those ones? Bug, bugs, um, bug. synonyms for for. I've seen some that are candy too, like butterfly, like, butterfly, butterfly. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. Butterfly. What would be um caterpillar? Caterpillar. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. June bug. June bug. June bug. Okay. Wait. Japanese beetle. Japanese beetle. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um. So Phil, huh. tell me. How do you explain dotted notes to your students? This is something that I always have a problem with. Every time they ask about it, I have problems with two things. How to explain like six, eight. Mm. I'm like, yeah, I kind of get it between. Okay. The difference of six, eight and six, four, obviously six, eighth notes, six quarter notes. Yeah. That you're using to count a measure and then dotted notes. I'm always like, yeah, it means a note and a half, but it takes up that amount of space in the measure. They do. It's like I'm speaking a different language, and that's how I was when I was a kid. I did not understand it. So, like, I was telling a student this week, yeah, well, it's not necessarily telling us what to play; it's telling us what to play next. Like, if we play, if we have like a dotted quarter note, that doesn't mean we play the quarter note different. It means we play the next note on the and. Not true. Okay, so now I'm now I'm confused. The dot the dot adds fifty percent value to the note. That's what I said. Yeah, but that you play that different in drumland. I know we're all drummers, so we're used to just you hit it and it, it sounds the same no matter what. But technically, that note is extended the the duration of it, rather than just being like one. It's going one. It, so it goes all yeah. the way. It goes. It extends beyond. You know, it has more value. So if, like, you hit a cymbal, you would let it ring out for a quarter note plus an eighth note. Yes. If it was a dot a quarter before you choke it. But technically, as percussion, as a percussion instrument, that does not apply to us. Now, if you're Ari Honig, yes. I think it depends on what you're playing. Okay, so if you're playing a buzz roll, that is... um, that is what's the what's this that I'm saying, Phil? <laughs> tied. Uh, it's tied. Gosh, <laughs> if you're playing a buzz roll that's tied, yeah, yes, then that would be different. That would be extended. So I guess that's one way you can explain it. Well, I mean, it, to me, it really depends on what you're playing. Because if you're playing a cymbal, those sustain and ring out. So yeah, you but, would, but that, or if you're playing, I've, and I feel like it has subtle implications with the way you're playing on, like a kick drum. You might not bury the beater in that case, yeah. where if it's if it's just a sixteenth note and then a rest, then you might bury the beater to make it shorter. Okay, but in contemporary music, not marching band. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like a dotted eighth or a dotted sixteenth or a dotted quarter, whatever it is, a dotted note isn't going to have the same implications that it would if you were in a marching band or an orchestra and you're playing timpani. I mean, you're saying that, like, in general for for drum set? Yes. Yeah, a lot of times they'll, you'll, you'll see those rhythms written out um, to save inks and 
so people don't yes. have to write as many rests and stuff like that for sure so that's that's the thing that is it's hard for me to explain what's up con what's up um aquil i think that's my buddy aquil um nice. welcome to the drum brigade podcast we're talking super dorky technical talk right now but anyways any questions <laughs> leave them leave them in the comments we'll answer them on air uh drum brigade podcast will be coming out tomorrow yes james, um, james asked what our favorite rudiment was earlier who did james did yeah oh man um my favorite i didn't see that my favorite rudiment uh is i love using the six stroke roll i think everybody does just because a lot of the drummers that i've grown up listening to use that a lot yeah i um, use that for sure <laughs> but man i love i really love flam stuff like swiss triplets flam taps anything like that because vinny oh yeah Vinny's stuff mm -hmm. it's like you throw that in there and it's just great man uh, I'm, I think, and that for some reason, a Swiss triplet just feels really nice to me. Yeah. Like, those are great. I feel it in my heart. What about you? Pot of flop flop, huh? No, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I overuse the six stroke roll for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I would just say doubles in general. I probably like using, yeah. inter, you know, putting doubles in a lot of different situations. I've grown to love doubles more as I get older. I always was playing them wrong when I was a kid. And um, it was more of like more like a buzz roll than it was a double. Oh, and, I call um, those dribbles. Dribbles, that's good. That's good. Yeah, when you're using um, the the bounce of the drum too much, and you're mm -hmm. not using enough of your fingers yeah, to get them. It's cheating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I um, when you play a there's nothing like just a clean double, man. It's just like. You can you pull that off with just like no accents or whatever, and it's just like people. It just get you got my attention. You mm -hmm. know, I don't know why. It's cool. Um. So, anyways, what I was saying was, what was I saying about dotted notes or something? Yeah, dotted eight dotted notes. Yeah, we were talking about those of you guys who just joined us. <laughs> Catch them dribbles from James. <laughs> uh, L.A. Drum guy, what up? Sahir in the mix. Woo woo. Sahir, can I ask you a question? <laughs> when you're laying on all of your beds of money, <laughs> he said no one cares about dotted notes. Some people do. That's why people get lessons, fool. <laughs> um, <laughs> when, you, when you have as much money as you do, are Lambos disposable? Or like, what are you... <laughs> I'm really wondering, like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, James cares. See, saw here. He keeps saying nobody cares about dotted eighth notes. We're talking about how to teach dotted eighth notes. I'm pretty sure I've seen here driving like at least three different Lambos. Like they're unless you get them repainted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I know that Lambo doesn't make a a truck, but like, how do you get when Chad L? Oh, you have a driver, he says. Oh. Chad okay. Lee, when are you going to come on the Drum Brigade podcast, dude? <laughs> the driver, do the drivers care about dotted notes or just no one cares? The driver, now people on, that are listening to the audio only are like, what are they talking yeah, about? You, you got to relay what's, what they're asking. Yeah. And no um, one can read music. Not true. <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> 
That's not true. It's a necessity. If you take lessons with me, you're going to learn how to read music. Mm-hmm. Um, so Sahir is Sahir is trolling us for those who are listening audio only. Does Aquarian make a solid gold drum head? <laughs> only for Eric Moore, they do. <laughs> Eric Moore is specializing in them. Dude, that, that, why is Phil still alive? That boom. Oh, ouch. <laughs> dude so i hear post something last week that's like that's like yeah i just came out with the trash talk rest in peace rest in peace phil something (laughs) dude why hasn't eric moore coming out you know how they make those chrome bass drum heads that you can get when you have the chrome pearl export (laughs) yes why haven't they come out with why hasn't aquarian come out with solid gold plated like like chrome heads but gold yeah to go with all eric those Moore. to go with those dw stands that are gold plated yeah 879 dollars for a boom stand dude 800 for one That's for one symbol stand one symbol stand so we're talking thousands of dollars <laughs> dude <laughs> wait aquarian aquarian has made these things so here's coming back with they have, I have I have bought them all, three thousand dollars snare stand, <laughs> dude. We're talking about thousands of dollars for that kit that Eric Moore is playing. Just in stands, just in stands, just in stands. I did not think that those stands were that expensive. You own all those gold-plated stands just in case people want to use them, like in case you do a tour with Eric Moore. At one at one point, I was on the verge of getting a gold-plated hardware kit from um, Spawn Drums. Thank goodness I didn't. Oh, man. That'd go really nice with those light-up drums, though. <laughs> we almost changed the light-up drums to have wood hoops and gold hardware fill. <laughs> That would be (laughs) for anyone who's not familiar. uh, Corey has a set of drums that are acrylic, but frosty, and they have lights inside that can change to any color, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. So he's talking about those with wood hoops and gold hardware, (laughs) and then a set of gold-plated DW hardware. Oh boy, (laughs) that is so tacky looking dude 870 have you ever seen those those dw 9000 kicks or those pedals they all have flames on them sire says <laughs> <laughs> um yeah you know like i <laughs> aquarian is missing the boat i love aquarian i play aquarian but dude if they really want to capitalize on this gold j- just think of the pearl export chrome kit that everybody played in the 90s and those often would have a chrome plated kick drum head Mm -hmm. all gold plated kick drum i mean all gold plated heads only for eric moore (laughs) dope sticks (laughs) oh man all right so uh we got a few people in the chat room any questions just drop them in there um we'll answer them on the air um, we were talking about uh, uh, Sahir only plays Pearl Exports. The owner of Masters of Maple, he only plays <laughs> Export. 
export. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. Um, I, 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 yeah, I used to play it. I had a, uh, my first, okay. For my first professional gig. Why does anybody want to read music? That's what Sahir is asking. I'm endorsed. <laughs> um, Sahir, let me explain this to you. And, and I'm going to treat this as a legitimate question, but no one cares. And seriously, how is Phil alive? <laughs> I don't know why he's obsessed with that. It cuts out learning songs. Like I had a gig and I had to play a Britney Spears song. I did not want to play that stupid Britney Spears song. And I didn't want to be driving in my car, listening to Britney Spears to learn this song by ear. So I wrote a chart for it. And then I only had to listen to it enough times to write my chart. And then I got to practice and read my chart. (laughs) Yeah, right. You listen to it like at least 20 times. No, no. I listened to it probably like four times total just to get the right, make sure I had it right. And then I got to the gig and I played my chart and I butchered it, but like, I still didn't have to listen to it. (laughs) Dude. Why? Yeah. 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 He asked, why do you hate B Spears? She's a little cray, dude. (laughs) This fool's just trolling, dude. (laughs) He said, dude. Now he said, yeah, on your way to Monster Jam. So listening to Britney Spears on your way to Monster Jam, right? I don't go to Monster Jam. I played one gig. I played one gig where it was happening downstairs and I got to watch it. When I was a kid, I did go to Monster Jam, though, because my dad worked for, for Anheuser-Busch, and he used to get free tickets. That is the truth. Yeah, right. I seen you wearing those Monster Energy hats. <laughs> All bro style? Yeah. And those when like, I lived in Lake Elsinore, maybe. It? Fox? The shirts that say Fox on them? Fox. <laughs> and then, yeah. Okay, listen. And you get on, like, your dirt bike, and you... Okay, that's not monster trucks. Dirt bikes are motocross. Dirt not bikes monster are, trucks. Dirt, bu- dirt bikes are just two-wheeled monster trucks. No, they're not. <laughs> it's like an actual skilled sport. Well, the most, it's sec- next to soccer and probably cycling. It's the most strenuous sport in the world. <laughs> That's not funny, Phil. <laughs> what about weightlifting? That's not strenuous because no? you just like stop. Okay. This, you, you, okay. If you watch motocross, I'm going to have to have a motocross guy on here because then you'll see. He said, are you part of the metal militia? (laughs) Metal militia. That's a, that's a Metallica song. Oh man. Metal militia is different also because that's freestyle motocross, which is like monster trucks. They're just doing tricks on jumps. What was I'm talking about racing dude. Back in the old days when you rode on two wheeled monster trucks. No. What was, the highest, what was the biggest jump you went off? I want to know. Oh, like, Phil, I was pretty good at motocross. What was the biggest jump? 120 feet? 100, 120 feet? Yeah. Wait, that was the size of the ramp, or that's how high you went in the air? No, no, that's like how far I went. Oh. I was probably like, I don't know, like 20, 30 feet in the air. I don't Damn, know. Damn, for real? Yeah. You're crazy. <laughs> Do I okay, LA drum guy? Do you drink beer for breakfast? Do you paradiddle while doing so? <laughs> These are his questions. <laughs> I don't drink beer for breakfast. I just drank grapefruit juice and had um 
Uh, I had my parfait yogurt, <laughs> like vegan parfait. Um, and, <laughs> and, and now I'm drinking coffee. LA drum guy hits us with what, what's up with double bass? Is that still a thing? <laughs> Is that a thing still? Um, Steve Smith still plays, um, double bass. Uh, you know, Matt Garska still rocks that double bass, but mm-hmm. not two bass drums. Oh, you know who who rocks that double bass? That old guy with a mohawk and all the blue heads and then all the blue singles. I mean oh. singles, all the blue symbols. Who's that? You know what I'm talking about? And he's been singing karaoke a lot lately. I can't look, it's on my phone. <laughs> James loves James. Is, I love how James is just taking like Sahir so serious. He's like, Yes, of course I play double bass. It's a thing. <laughs> Do Swiss triplets require a passport? Dude, (laughs) (laughs) this show has gone off the rails, Phil. Let's go back to dotted quarter notes. Okay. Dotted quarter notes. I get, I get, we get it. We get it. Hi, Christy. Hi, Christy Rizzo. Old friend. How old is your son now? And does he want drum lessons? (laughs) All right, guys, this is the drum brigade podcast. And, um, let us know if you have any questions. Um, we're recording our podcast for that'll be coming out tomorrow. It's just Phil and I, no guests today. So we decided to go on Instagram live and, um, say hello to everybody. Take questions as we speak. Hello from Kentucky. Hello from California. Hope you guys are being safe out there. Um, I haven't seen Christy and Bryce in years. (laughs) So I hear fell asleep on us talking about dotted notes. The, The final consensus on that Phil is that they take up a different amount of space in the measure. That's it. It's just a note and a half. Yeah. Just, it adds 50%. Yes, it adds 50%. <laughs> we all know that. We all know that. My problem is um, I'm just trying to figure out how you teach that. to. I wanted to know your perspective on how you teach that to your students so that they understand it. Because for some reason, none of my students get it. None of them get it. I. Uh, do you really want to know? <laughs> y- yes. <laughs> Miss you guys. Miss you guys too. Um, I usually it's I usually have to explain it a few ways, and I usually incorporate drawing. Um, the uh, shoot, now I'm blanking on what it's called. <laughs> Arrest. Uh, now I can't remember. Uh, oh man, um, a tie together. Yeah, thing? yeah, a tie. <laughs> I, I I do draw it as a tie where you can see both the notes, so like a quarter note and an eighth note tied together yes and i say that's the same thing as a dotted okay so i do the similar thing i'll write i'll write a quarter note like if it's a dotted quarter note i'll write a quarter note and then i'll write an eighth note rest and then i'll be like that's what this means quarter note and an eighth note rest wait yes well there it has dotted sorry what did i say i said a quarter note rest no a a quarter note and an eighth note rest. Both of them rests? No, a quarter note. You yeah. play the quarter note and then <laughs> an eighth note rest. So then you'd play on the and of two. Okay, so that's wrong. <laughs> no, it's not. Yes, it is. Uh, okay, what's half of an eight, what's half of a quarter note? An eighth note, but you need to play it. It needs to extend through that eighth note, not stop on the downbeat of the next measure. That's just a quarter no, note. No, it would be you would play your next note on the eighth note. Yes, but the so you would play note... on the end of two because it's a quarter note. So listen, listen, Phil, listen. The quarter note, 
you have to play if it's a quarter note you have to play on the quarter note you play you would have to play on the two then right but you don't want to play on the two you want to play on the end of two yeah okay so you put an eighth note rest no You'd put oh an eighth gosh. note. Oh my gosh! What? Where did you learn how to read, dude? I'm telling you, this is you're wrong. This is you you'd put an eighth note. Yes, because the symbol. Say you hit a symbol on one, it's the dotted quarter. It needs to extend all the way through the downbeat of two and stop right at the end of two. It doesn't stop on two. It doesn't stop. I'm talking about. I'm not talking about tied notes. What is this thing again? Tied notes. A tied note. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You, you, I'm not talking about tied notes. I'm talking. <laughs> it's two ways of writing the same thing. It's a, it's the same thing. Yes, that's what I'm. That's what I'm explaining to them. Is like it's telling us when to play the next note. So no, but it's it's it it is extending the note value though across. Yes. So a you, note and a half. But you can't put a rest on on the downbeat of two if it's a dotted. Why can't you? Because that's no. that's the same thing as a quarter note. Okay. So no. Listen. Listen. I'm saying, I think, Corey, you meant to say dotted quarter note and an eighth note rest. No, I'm saying if the equivalent of a dotted quarter note, yeah. maybe, I'm, maybe I have to see this, but you, you want to write a dotted quarter note, okay? Yeah. Okay, so if you're playing a dotted quarter note, mm-hmm. the next note you would play, you'd have to play is what? The end of two. Yes. So I'm saying play a quarter note, not a dotted quarter note, a quarter note. And an eighth note rest. Yeah. And I, the next note you have to play is the end of two. I know what you're saying. And I'm telling you that's wrong. <laughs> Dang it. The How co- is that wrong? It's the same thing. No, because you're telling them to not play on two. You're telling it you're saying it chokes off before two, which is a quarter note. If, if you have to have an eighth note that's tied to the quarter for it to be oh, this, boy. a dotted quarter value. Uh, I think we're saying the same thing. I think we're misunderstanding because I'm saying that's a shortcut way of writing a dotted quarter note. I mean, a, a a shortcut way of writing a quarter note and an eighth note rest. It's not though. What? It's to, it's it has to do with sustain. Have have I literally been playing this wrong my whole life? No. Oh, here now now the gooch is chiming. Think about the note value. I am thinking about the note it's, value. It it's has, a note and a half. It has to do with sustain. So the, the 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 it sustains How? all the way till the end of two. It doesn't. Phil, if you put a rest, not talking about not talking about marching band or orchestra. I'm, I'm talking about drum set. I'm talking about written note values. No matter what instrument you're playing, it doesn't matter. This is a this is how okay. That's how it works. It doesn't matter if it's a drum set or a piano or a voice. A dotted note means one thing. <laughs> and that's what it means. It, it's that, okay, it, then it's maybe extending. that's my problem because I'm thinking of it in drum world. Yeah, you gotta get out of drum world where everything okay, is because, just a oh, short Okay, because I hit. see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. You're saying because you would have to stop the note at two if and you, then rest for ha- for an eighth note. If you put a rest, that's what that's indicating. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So okay, okay, okay. I get it. But but see, that's what I'm saying. I'm I'm trying to help when I'm teaching this. <laughs> when I'm teaching this, I'm trying. <laughs> our freaking <laughs> chat room is blowing up Dick with people are like, Corey, you're an idiot. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I just saw the light bulb. You're right. Okay. But I'm thinking about this in drum set world. So when I smack my snare or I kick my kick drum on beat one, yeah, and then it's telling me to play on the end of two on my snare, 
I'm thinking about that in literal terms. I'm not thinking that my kick drum is going to sustain until I hit that and of two. I'm thinking about it's telling me to play and of two next. So the shortcut to doing that on drum set sheet music is just putting a dotted note or a note with a rest. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's. I know what you're saying now. It's because it's this. It has to sustain. So if I put an eighth note rest, then it would only sustain for one quarter note and then rest for an eighth note. I get it. I got it. I got it, people. All right. <laughs> now everybody's gonna just like, oh no! Don't take lessons from Corey. He can't read. <laughs> I get it. But can you guys understand what I'm saying when I say that I'm talking about drum set? I'm not playing timpanis here in the drum brigade studio. I know, and that you know that's part of an that's part of the thing with a lot of drum set music and notated drums is nobody <laughs> like it, the uh, they do they do stuff like that all the time to sh- do have shortcuts with not having to write rests out and stuff like that. Yes, yes. So like a lot of the stuff that I've been looking at is written like that, where I'm like, but I feel mm-hmm. like it's important to understand the difference just in case. Um, they ever want to write anything that's not that has actual sustain to it you know yeah yeah i mean if it's written on a percussion cleft chart (laughs) does it matter it does oh boy because i mean (sighs) like say you're playing a cymbal those sustain so that that matters not really though phil they do seriously okay seriously. okay i guess so i guess so i guess so you're right but i just feel like <laughs> feel like f- for the most part a lot of fools will write stuff wrong or a buzz roll that's what i said in the beginning mr the gooch mm-hmm. um by the way um so I hear is like guys can we just go to lunch <laughs> like, stop talking about reading notes dude <laughs> um what's up madden one of the dopest funkiest drummers out there been on the show um yeah killer killer drummer um yeah what's up everyone thank you guys for watching this This is a drum brigade podcast we're recording our episode 83 right now and um if you guys have questions go ahead and drop them in the uh in the chat and we will ask them on the show it's just me and funky phil no no guests this week um we're getting we're getting totally reamed by la drum guy (laughs) he hates us talking about notes phil hates this day everybody (laughs) now thinks that i don't know how to read thank you guys very much and (laughs) that actually that actually helps a little bit though because i wasn't really thinking i was never really thinking about it especially in terms of teaching I was never thinking about it in a, in a, like I was thinking about it as the note value, but we don't really think often think unless we play like Ari Honig or something. We don't often think about the sustainability of our drums. You know what I mean? Like this note is going to last a certain amount of time, like a guitar player would or a sax player would or whatever. So yeah. Um, drum dots on the cymbals from LA <laughs> drum guy. <laughs> First of all, I use true tones. I don't use drum dots, but yes, I have done that move. Um, not dotted notes, not the same thing though. I don't know if that's what you're getting. At, <laughs> uh, we do have a listener que- or um, listener question. It was from um, Che from Haram. It's about um, wait. 
LA drum guy, our dudes, all right, dudes, I think. I'm out. Where's catering? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay. So I'm going to get back to Chase's question, but um, Mr. The Gooch. So are you talking about like how long would the dotted note be if you put a drum dot on the symbol? <laughs> <laughs> See? It doesn't make sense. <laughs> okay. Anyways, going back to um, Chase's question, what's one thing, and I want to hear from you guys too in the chat room, what's one thing you will not do as drummers? What's one thing you will not do as a drummer? I won't what play naked. You? Won't play naked. No. no, I won't play shirtless. I'm I'm not Tosh. Oh God, not this again. <laughs> <laughs> What's one thing you won't do? You won't play naked. What do you, What about you guys? What's one thing you won't do, Mister the Gooch? I want to hear LA Drum Guy. I want to hear Madden. I want to hear what is one thing you won't do. Um, I'm not big on costumes. <laughs> <laughs> Sahir said he won't read music <laughs> and he won't take lessons he refuses um, LA drum I mean um, uh, 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 what's his name Gooch says he will do anything dude James not a fan of cowbell not you're one person I thought would have like a collection of them <laughs> um, I'm a big fan of the cowbell man maybe it's because I'm Latin <laughs> Saw here. As soon as we go back to Nam show, first of all, it's not freaking monster trucks. It's Supercross. Okay, Supercross is, go... is two wheeled monster trucks. For the record, it's not. <laughs> God. Okay, so I'm gonna drug you, Saw here. I'm gonna roofie your beer, and then I'm gonna drag you to Supercross, and you're gonna be Saw here is gonna be a super fan. <laughs> then it's not the same thing. Um, monster monster cross. cross. You guys, you know what? This show's over, dude. Forget it. I'm out. Uh, um, <laughs> okay, so I'm not a fan of costumes, dude. I've had to do it. Like I've had to do some stupid gigs out there. And finally, I'm like, you know what? No, I don't care if it's Halloween. I ain't wearing a costume. I'm not doing that. That's degrading. I'm not a freaking circus animal. I've I'm worn a costumes. It depends on the gig, I guess. But like when people are like, hey, like this is we're doing like a. I don't know, man, like a. I, I don't know, like a Halloween thing and it's pirate themed. I'm kind of like, nah, just hire somebody else. Madden will not play with a normal chair. That makes sense. I, I have a hard time playing. I'll do it if I have to. But I did it. Um, I was in the Philippines one time. And um, I sat in with a band. And they, I was like, oh boy, it was like, it was like a lawn chair basically. <laughs> and like, I had to kind of make it happen. And I was just like, this is horrible. I feel like really weird. Um, James, no costumes or 80s gear. Yeah, man. I, I understand there's like themes. Like I've had to do like, like swing themes, you know, or whatever. Like I understand to a certain point, but like, I can't handle when it's like a mandatory thing. Oh boy, we got 57 seconds remaining. All right, guys in the chat room, thank you guys for uh, watching us and hanging out with us today on the Drum Brigade podcast. Phil and I are going to talk for a few more minutes and then you'll listen, you can listen to it tomorrow. Um, we only got 40 seconds remaining, so I'm going to end this chat. 
Thank you guys for coming on and hanging with us for real, though. That was cool. Interesting episode today. And um, we'll see you guys next time on the Drum Brigade podcast. Um, all right. And uh, we'll be back next week with another guest. So make sure you listen to that. Anything you need, just look at drumbrigade.com and all that stuff. Thank you, guys. I'll see you guys soon. All right. And we're back, Funky Phil, me and you. Um, we are back. Oh, boy. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh. Ooh, that was fun. Next. We should do that more often. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. I mean, I guess maybe we just do that every show or something. <laughs> um, yeah, that could be cool. We'll have a fun little segment. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it sucks because I was having a hard time, like, getting people to give us notes. It was, like, just... Or give us, like... Real questions. questions. Yeah. A lot like, of jokesters out there. Yeah, but yeah. I appreciate them. No, it's cool. Like I well, I posted something on Instagram like, yo, it's just funky Phil and I, it's ask us anything episode. So just ask us anything. Mm-hmm. And um nobody did except for Che. And then my dad gave us like a baited question. So he wants basically he's asking us who who like who bought you your first drum kit? Oh, but I think he's forgetting because he wants me to say him. Mm-hmm. But he's forgetting that I bought my own first drum kit. So did I. Yeah. Yeah. I saved, so, I saved up allowance and everything, any money I got for like a couple of years or felt like a couple of years. And I got a used CB700. Dude, me too. Me too. Mine was silver. It had a silver wrap. Oh, boy. And, like, the worst symbols you could imagine. Okay. And it came with an extra snare drum. Oh, wow. That also sucked. (laughs) Dude. Okay, I have to tell you the story. And this is why my dad is saying this. Because my first professional drum set, my dad did get me. He helped me get it. Um, But everything that I've had to do, my dad has raised me in the way that, like, if this is something I really want, then I have to work for it. It's not like, okay, you're just, you're going to get a new drum set. It's like, I was begging him for a drum set. Um, when I was 10, okay, when I was five, up until I was about five or six, my dad was playing in a band. Their drums were at the house. Mm-hmm. And I was not allowed to touch him, but I could not. I was like, whatever, dude, give me the belt. I don't care. I'm going in there and playing those drums. <laughs> I don't care, whatever it takes. And so they kept saying, don't touch those. And then I would be like, as soon as they weren't looking, I was like sneaking in there and just like, let me just hit this one. Yeah. Let me just hit it. That sounds. So I was like, what? I was just going to say, that sounds like my, uh, my baby Milo. Yeah. He's just a little troublemaker. (laughs) And And I wasn't that bad. I just could not, not, I just was so enamored with this dude's drums. Like I could not, take it i had to go in there and play them that's awesome and so um it started for for real when i was like three and then finally my mom is like he won't stop so let me just try to lower everything and let him play him and so i was just like oh man this is what i needed yes so I, could, I had to do it okay so then the band broke up the guy took his drums home and i had no more drums so i didn't think about it and that's when i learned how to ride a bike and like and then I was like all about bike riding. <laughs> and um, then it was like, I was finding ways that like I had to get out rhythm. So I was like, 
just really into music. And then I was like, I got a record player and then I had all these records and like I was playing. I remember I was like playing, basically playing drums out of anything that I could make feel like a drum set. Mm. Whether it was like pots and pans or whether it was like setting up things in my room, like a like my dresser to kind of feel like a drum set, like anything. And finally I was like, it just hit me like, dude, I think I want a drum set. Yeah. And like, so I was like, dad, can I get a drum set? And he was just like, you really want to get a drum set? And I'm like, I think I need a drum set, you know? And then it, then it turned into like, man, can I actually like, seriously, can I actually get a drum set? And then he was like, I don't know. We'll see. And then it was like, okay, well like, you know, and it just kept going. Do you, do you really want a drum set? And, and then, um, he was like, okay, well, if you really want one, you got to work for it, work and save up for it. And so I sold my bicycle and I think I sold a dirt bike. Yes. A dirt bike, not a monster truck, two wheeled monster <laughs> truck. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, um, and I saved up and found a pearl drum set oh, no. at, a, at a garage sale for $350. It was just the logo head, huh? Just the logo head, yeah. And it was like, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. But it was a CB700. No badges, nothing. What color? It was white. And it had black, black resonant heads. Wrapped, right? Wrapped, yeah. White wrapped. I think that's the only way they came was wrapped. Yeah, the wood, and then the, wood the was worst so symbols. Wait, did you have that like speckly paint on the inside? Uh, no, I don't think so. Really? Maybe though. I remember mine had like this weird speckly paint inside, like splatter paint, kind of. And yeah, <laughs> but... I don't know why it didn't have it. Uh, well, I don't. I think it had coated heads on, and then black heads on the bottom. Oh, so I, you couldn't even see. I could see. Yeah, and um. Mine had dots. Uh, it, so, okay. So then this is where my dad comes in because my dad was still a performing singer. So he had equipment in the room. Like he had a big old PA and so I can play to records and stuff. And um, I didn't have cymbal stands though. So I had the CB, the super cheap CB um, cymbals that were just, oh God, horrible. <laughs> And I didn't know how to get cymbal stands. I didn't know where you get them. I don't know. So I got my dad's mic stands. Uh -huh. And I I put, I was like, how can I fit the cymbals on this mic stand? You know, like these look like cymbal stands. So I put them in place and then I got a wire hanger <laughs> and like folded it in, in, into position, like folded it up and then shoved it in the mic stand and then bent it down so my and then it that was like resting on my cymbals mm. and then my so my cymbals were like at an angle and that's how i had cymbal stands and it completely ruined my dad's cymbal stands <laughs> mic stands it, the mic stands yeah. i mean it like ruined the threading because my cymbals were constantly rubbing and like <sighs> yeah I and like i would you play, told me that one before but it's still hilarious <laughs> Yeah. And so like i ruined that that kit just everything was stripping out on it and like Every, and I didn't know there was like different levels of drum sets. I just thought it was a drum set and I was so pumped on it. Mm -hmm. And then um, like, I was like, the cymbals are just like, they're my hi-hat kept bending inside out and like, okay, so this is where dad comes in. His friend, this is, a, I'm, I'm like, feel like I'm just rambling. This is a long story, but my dad had a friend who I still know, Gary, nicest guy ever. Um, and um, just a total sweetheart guy, like 
um, he literally like helped me. He gave me a vintage Rogers kit. What? To use as long as I wanted until I can get a real professional drum set. That's awesome. And then he gave me cymbals and like stands, actual like the huge Thomas stands with the big weight on the back. Oh, yeah. You know, and in the 90s, I was like, whoa, like crazy. (laughs) (laughs) And so then I was like, whoa, these drums sound really good different and loud and like they have tone to them and the symbol like i remember i was like the hi-hats are so loud compared to what my other hi-hats were and like and the symbols are like really loud everything's loud and like it's just crazy it was beautiful too and so my dad talked to him into letting me borrow those drums and then i started playing professionally and then my dad helped me go him and my uncle found a like my dream kit it was like a yamaha rock tour custom ah yes and um it was what was my dream kit because it was like so many pieces it was like 10 12 14 16 18 and a 24 inch kick and it full on had like a rack like the pearl rack really yeah oh that's so cool it was so 90s and then my dad (laughs) took me to guitar center he was like, what drum set? Now that he can see that, like I was at this point, I'm like 13 or 14, maybe 14 or 15. He's like, I'm starting to play professionally. And he could see that I'm like, not, it's not just like, I want a drum set. Like I'm really like taking it serious. Yeah. I'm learning how to read dotted notes and stuff, you know? (laughs) And like, and like, um, so then we drove to Vegas in my uncle's truck to help me get that kit. We bought that whole drum set with the, with the stands and everything for, um, for 500 bucks what and my dad paid for it and i had to pay it back and so and then he took me to guitar center and got me that john robinson snare he's like what snare could you would you want if you could get any snare Dang. and i was like that one and then he took me to get a new new symbols i got a 16 inch a custom and then i got a 20 inch i think z custom whoa ride but the bell still have it still have it and then i got i think a 17 inch a custom and um i think Damn. that guy the guy my friend gave me a china and um i think he gave me the hi-hats from that rogers kit and then we bought some stands we bought all the stuff so i could have like a real pro drum set i got a double bass pedal like the yes. whole thing <laughs> snare stand i got everything i need i have a lot of same stuff still i still have it um then I was then I was there and then I paid my dad back every gig I played I had to pay like 50 or 100 bucks or something um and I paid it back like right away like through all my gigs I just gave him the money and he's like that he was like so proud that drum set paid for itself you know you like always say that if you you played gigs to pay for your drum set and like taught me a big lesson yeah that's awesome uh, and so that's that's my dad was wanting me to tell that story but like my first drum set was that cheapo CB CB 700 man kid these days they they have such better options for entry-level kits i know insane yeah i mean okay yeah the the guitar center kits are not much better than that like those what are what are they even called like sbs or something the like the like i mean like the ludwig break beats or whatever is that what it's called the yeah that's a not a bad kit. Dude, like compared to a CB700, it's like night and day. <laughs> you can, like you literally, you throw some heads on that, you can literally play that on pro gigs, like no problem. Yeah. You know, like, 
you can play um i mean well like the lowest level pdp kit is like you can literally do a tour with that kit you yeah. know or like the pearl exports are so much better than they used to be yeah it's crazy it's come a long way and so yeah man it's like yeah it's cool one of my students is is about to like he's doing that transition right now where he has the equivalent of like a cb 700 and it's just like it's terrible dude his symbols are all cracked and his dad texted me and was like, I think we need to get him a new drum set. And I was just like, yeah, <laughs> you do. And he's like, when he told me their budget, I was like, dude, you can get like a pro level. You're, you're ready to like make a big jump. Like you're, you're ready to get a like top level kit, you know? Nice. And so he's like, yeah, I think we need to do it. So I don't know what to reference. Like there's, there's a kit at a brand new DW acrylic kit at at drum flip right now in the box whoa. five piece whoa but i noticed that he just took all the information from sweetwater and and is selling it for the same price he's not selling it for any less so it's like 15.99 or something mm. and i'm like mm, from drum flip i don't know does it come with that two-year warranty no yeah, that's what I'm saying. Sweetwater, you get two years with anything, right? You get two years, and like I feel like that would be a dope kit, though, because acrylic kits, even if you scratch them really bad, they don't. You can repair them. Um, they don't really scratch. Uh, they're they're and they still sound good. They like, don't scratch, it, really. Cool. They do, but it's it's not like if you had a wood kit. Yeah, I mean, I have some scratches on my on my acrylic kit, but um, it's you can repair it. You can like easily repair acrylic. We put there's like, nail polish in there or something. No, there's like there's kits that like it kind of melts it down and then makes it smooth again. Oh, that's cool. So I, I got a I question because you had, you've had a, a acrylic kit before. Do you have to worry about them yeah. warping if they if they're in the heat? Like, can you not leave them in your car and stuff? I've never had that problem, man. I played I played this 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 spawn acrylic kit. Um, my like the whole first year that I had it, I played it on warp tour and for two months. And I mean, we were like in the South where it was sitting literally in direct sunlight all day waiting for it to go on stage. And it did, it did nothing. And then I played like with Suedehead, my dude would like, we'd open the show and he would jump on my kick drum and then jump off. And it's like, no, I've never had anything like that happen on these drums. You can see it flexing, but yeah, never anything like that. That's cool. So I don't know, man. There's some other DW kits out there that that like I was gonna recommend that like DW has like a mid level kit now that's like about like fourteen hundred dollars, fifteen hundred dollars. Is there a couple he's on Craigslist? Stuck on DW, huh? I'm I I'm stuck on DW because they always have a resale value. You know, like like John has John from Revolution has um a Hendrix kit that's amazing, beautiful. Like if, like if I had the money, like I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't buy it. But like, if I was in the market for a kit, I would be like that, that that's worth the money. It's beautiful, dude. It's like a, it's like a $4,000, $3,000 drum set. And yeah, he's selling it for, I think like 15 drum. or 1600 bucks. Um, so, but it's a four piece, 20 inch kick, 10, 12 inch rack, 14 inch floor. I don't think those are the right sizes for him. And I think he wants a five piece. Uh, so, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm like, 
the if you get like a Tama kit or you get a, a a Singerlin kit or something, it's like I never I don't really know what you're you don't know what you're getting. Like it could be like like a low or like a pearl. It's like yeah, you can get a decent pearl, but I don't know, man. You don't really know. Like Ed also has a couple other kits. He has a Masters of Maple kit right now. That's like that's I don't really like the sizes. Mm. Um, he has a nice Yamaha kit, but I'm like, yeah, I see that. It's not, it doesn't have the cool factor as a, a, a clear DW kit. kit. Like some old man is just going to be like, well, oh my gosh, this is a revolutionary kit if you ever want to sell it, you know? That's, it has a resale that's value. That's true. They do hold their value. I feel like the good, the like pro level Yamaha holds its value too. Yeah, I think so too. But I don't like that it ha- it's free floating floor toms. I hate that. I I had free fl- free floating toms at on my first kit. They do that on the Yamaha. I think, yeah, it's a big Yamaha thing, man. I don't, it's I don't like stupid. That. It's not practical. Yeah, it's not practical, and especially for him, I don't think it's practical. I think, to me, if it was me, I would go for that DW kit, but I would try to get it let for less. And then what I don't like is Ed is trying to get me to mix and match symbols. He's like, what's their budget? He really wants to know. And I feel like if I tell him what the budget is, then he's going to give me crap for that amount. You know what I mean? I don't know that for sure, but hmm. I know what he'll just do what he can do, but there's no wiggle room with, with Ed when there should be, you know? Because a lot of times he's selling you stuff that he got for nothing, or he's like, he's selling you. I don't, I don't I'm like, I don't want to mix and match symbols. He should have nice symbols. Yeah. Um, I don't care if they're like rock symbols or something, but I don't want like a a Sabian ride and a freaking Pisces crash or something. Like I want all Sabians or all Zildjans or all whatever. Um, so I got to talk to his dad today and be like, yo, this is what I found. This is what I would go with. I think this is a good deal. I think this is an awesome kit and it's really kind of him, you know? It's gonna, it's, it's gonna hold its value. It's rock and roll but then he can also like tune it different and, and play a pop gig with it. And he can add to it. You know, there's, it's a DW that doesn't, this isn't the top of the line DW. It's like the mid-level DW, but it's not PDP, you know? So I don't know. Yeah. That's something I wanted to ask all you guys about is recommendations, but for like, cause he's, he's not going to be like a pro drummer right away, but they're willing to make an investment like on a pro level, you know? Yeah, well, I so, mean, that anything with DW on it definitely holds the value. Yeah, I I definitely don't as much as I like I think they're nice guys and stuff. I don't know if I stand behind their drums is like Ed's trying to get me interested in this like SJC kit has like gold hardware and stuff. I'm like, "Nah, dude. Like he's had this drum set for years and years and years and like he's going to have this next drum set for years and years and years and like like when I got this spawn kit, it's a cool kit and I've never seen anything like it, but dude, that kit is not in style right now. It's just not, it's stupid. <laughs> it's a great lamp in the studio, but it's not more than that. That's funny. It's and weird. If, I never really got into acrylic drums in general. Yeah. I just, they, I, uh, they, every time I've played one, I feel like it, they have like these weird overtones that remind me of like a beach ball. Or like a yeah a basketball when you slap it and it's got that those weird like that high ding. pitch yeah bing, those like yeah I feel like I, every time I've played an acrylic kit they've got that it, like you should play the spawn kit sometime yeah 
I've never. I've, I've only seen it as a lamp. <laughs> oh, it, it doesn't sound like that at all. I, that's it's cool. Surprisingly, that's the best sounding acrylic kit I've ever played. Like, it, it's um, especially the kick drum, man. The kick drums on these acrylic kits just hit so much harder than a wood kit. Yeah, the kicks are pretty loud. I feel if a friend of mine had one that was like a like a Ludwig bottom size one, like I think it was a twenty four, yeah. and a I feel like his rack tom was like fifteen or something insane. Yeah, but yeah, that thing was a cannon. <laughs> Man, I don't know what it is. I just really, really like acrylic kits. Like, I really, really like them. Like, I, I don't necessarily like them like this one lit up and with red hardware and stuff, but I really like like that. It's a pretty, it's just simple. It's clear, and it's like chrome hardware, and that's it. You know, I would, I would totally play one of those. Like, if there's, I've seen a couple Masters of Maple ones where I'm like, dude, I would totally play that. Or like the Coke bottle ones. I'm mm. like, that's a freaking dope kit, dude. Like, it's just dope. Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of them. I don't know if it's practical for every day. Like, I think the kit that I have is my, that's my kit, you know, but I'm, I'm all obviously like, I would love to have a second kit, um, from masters of maple. And, um, that's, yeah, that's, that's the other thing with like, I don't know what size is, but, Acrylic, I'm not opposed to. I've seen some beautiful acrylic kits, and um, it, it it's just it's like everyone's personality. It's like my other student who's who's eight years old, and he's just like dying over gold. He just loves gold, <laughs> and it isn't really like a thing of like he doesn't know why. I, I don't. I mean, I, maybe he does. He's like into Minecraft or something, and it's just like. But that's his drum set. It's like that is his drum set, and it's it's very matter of fact. It's not like. I just, it's just like, I wouldn't play anything else but this one, you yeah. know? And so it depends on the student. Maybe this guy's like, no, I just really want like a nice wood kit, you know, or a nice sparkly, you know, he has like a really nice Gretsch. I think that's orange sparkle. Ooh. I just feel like there's some, some of these like Gretsch kits, you know, remember when they were selling like that seven piece Gretsch for like 600 bucks, you know? And it's like, I don't, I don't feel like they really hold their value. Well, I feel like it, it really depends on the line. Like, you know, I mean, yeah, it's hard. That, I guess that's one of the hard things is DW starts at pro level. They don't have anything below that. The, but right. the below that is a different brand. It's PDP, right? Right. So, right. yeah, anything with the DW badge is is of that, of the higher end pro level. But like, yeah, like Gretsch and Yamaha and all the other companies, they have entry level all the way through pro all under the same badge. So, I mean, like, that seven-piece scratch was probably, like, a Catalina or whatever. Yeah, it was. Which is, yeah. like, you know, intermediate level. It's not, like, not pro, really, but it's, they're still good. Right, right. Yeah, and see, so that that's the difference is, like, I would totally play a Catalina, you know, or something like that. I would, like, I had a Catalina kit, and I played a million pro gigs on it, you know, but... um. I would totally play that seven piece scratch. I like, I like that kit. I almost bought one just because it was like, it was versatile, you know? And when I had this spawn kit, that was my only drum set. I was like, I need something that I can play a jazz gig or a pop gig or, you know, that's not so flashy. So I almost bought one because it was 600 bucks. Yeah. But I, I feel differently when it's like, dude, this is his first kit. They have, this is his first like pro level kit. And this is going to really take him to the next level. But it's also going to make or break whether he gets hired over somebody else 
eventually, you know, he's 16 years old. And um, eventually this is going to be that for him. Like when I got my new Yamaha kit that my dad helped me get, that took me to the next level. That was like, this is, I only wanted a Yamaha kit. This was like my best kit, you know, and it may not have been the sizes that I wanted or I thought I need that, that I needed. I found out later, but it was like, it put the confidence in like, dude, this is what I needed, you know? And so I feel like, dude, this is, this is going to be like, it's like a, it's important to get the right kit for him. Don't, don't get some Tama rockstar vintage, like nineties thing. That's like, yeah, that's a stepping stone, but this is not him. You know, it's like that it's, I just see like something like a brand new DW kit that you got from drum flip is like, okay, this is another level, but yeah. So he said he can put together some stuff, some stands. And so I just think if Ed's like, yeah, I'll put together something. Just let me know what the budget is. I feel like now we're going to be mixed matched. Like, Dude, if you have DW stands, let me know what all like three DW boom stands are and like, you know, a DW hi-hat stand and a kick pedal, like put together a a package, but don't give me like a Gibraltar stand and a Yamaha stand and a DW stand and then mix match symbols too. Did you tell him that? Well, I told, I wanted to go by and I said, we don't really want to mix match. I want to like, he's like, the symbols might have to be mixed matched. And like, he told me like, if you want to get symbols and stands, it's going to probably be around this price. And I'm like, yeah, okay. I think they can do that. But he's like, well, let me know what the budget is so I can put something together. And I'm like, well, I know they don't really want to mix match, dude. Like, I don't want, I, I, I personally, if I'm recommending this and I'm recommending your shop, put together something that's nice and on a pro level, you know? Like, yeah, well, sometimes he gets matching single yeah. sets sometimes. Yeah, I mean, he, he distributes, he's like, he, he carries like Zildjian and Sabian proper. Like, okay. He's, he, well, and then I said, well, let me see if I can use my Zildjian. Stuff. I said, let me use my, let me see if I can use my Zildjian deal. And then he's like, well, I can get anything Zildjian. And I'm like, well, yeah, but you can also mark it up like 50%. Yeah. You know, like, I'm not saying that I don't want to give you the business. I'm just saying that, like, this is my personal student. I've asked you for help with my students before, and I've referred a million people to you. So, like, can you help us out a little bit, you know? But anyways, I'm not trying to get negative on him because he's doing a good thing. And I've, we've, like I said, we've referred a lot of people to him, but... I just, this is, this is a student that's been with me for a long time and, um, he's kind of a special case and I know that doesn't matter to him, but I want him to have the right equipment from coming from like, I pride myself on being a professional drummer and them taking lessons from professional drummers. Mm -hmm. And so I want to give them professional level advice and, um, I don't want them to get mixed mass stripped out like rusty stands with this beautiful brand new DW kit just because Ed wants to get it off his floor. You know what I mean? That's all I'm saying. I know what you mean. Yeah. I'm sure, you know. I don't know. If he's got if he's got all the matching stuff, I'm sure you could put it together, but Yeah. I would feel better if I could go in there and check it out, but I have he's saying only curbside pickup. So oh, yeah. Uh, I think though, like getting an A custom symbol pack for however much it is, six hundred bucks or something, is probably a better deal. And they have like DW hardware packs on Sweetwater for like five hundred bucks or something. You know, doing something like that might be a a better choice. So, because then you're getting brand new everything. Yeah, you know. So, anyways, he was telling me some some he has some nice stuff. I just gotta check it out. Um, that's exciting. All right, well, I, sorry. Oh, I just said that's exciting though for that student. I remember 
when I got my first pro level kit. Yeah, <laughs> dude. It was, it was uh, you know, I was thrilled. I just, all I wanted to do was play that thing. I mean, I felt this all I wanted to do was play this my CB700. <laughs> yeah, same. Like in a little metal shack all day. You yeah, know, like a cat peed in the bass drum and it smelled gross. <laughs> <laughs> I still wanted to be in there all day, but the uh yeah, when you get your first pro level, it's like Oh, that's how it's supposed to sound. <laughs> yeah. Dude, when I got... So when I ended up selling that kit, I sold it to a friend of mine. And um, I kept the 18-inch. I still have it. Um, now it's a kick drum, though. Um, I got another Yamaha kit. It was a plum um, maple custom absolute. That was like my favorite kit what? besides this one. That's yeah, awesome. that was my, my favorite drum set because it was like a one-off color. Some dude had it ordered at, um, at Guitar Center. And he, fi it finally got shipped to Guitar Center. He ordered it custom from Yamaha and saw the color and didn't like it. What? And I was like, I walked in and it was, I, I want to say it was like $1,200. That's insane. How do you order a custom kit in Plum? And then, yeah. like, that's a pretty, like, it's, it's going to be purple, dude. Like, yeah, yeah. How do you get that? How do you not think you... If that's Dude, not, it was if you don't want purple drums, why would you order purple drums? It was a beautiful <laughs> kit too. It was not at all like dumb looking. It was like wood grain. It was like high gloss Ooh. wood grain. Was this the one and, with the square lugs? Uh yeah. No, it wasn't the nineties one. It was the it was it was like their modern take on the on the um uh, maple custom. So it wasn't maple custom, it was maple custom absolute. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um I always dreamed that's always been my dream set, the Maple Custom period. Yeah. And um so I never got it, but it was it was my perfect sizes, 10, 12, 14, 22. It was like, dude, this is my ultimate. And then the 10 got stolen out of the Agrolytes van. Um and so I when I lost it, it was just 10, oh, maybe it's 10, 12, 14, 16. And then I only had 12, 14, 16 now and that wasn't what I was looking for. Mm. So I ended up sending it, selling it to some dude at a church. I think I sold it for 1500 bucks. Maybe I got it for like 2000 or something and, um, sold it. Dude was like, bought it right there. And uh, I missed that kid. That was beautiful. Sounded so good too, but also same problem. Free floating toms, floor toms. And we say free, Don't like that. We mean they hang off a cymbal stand, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't like that. I like floor tom legs. Yeah, I don't like the rims mounts on the floor toms either. Mm -mm. No. Oh yeah, I have that too, and it's it's weird. I never really. I always like things to mount off the kick drum, but now I like this. But it's you know you have to have those DW or Gibraltar stands. The first time I saw that, I was like, "What? You don't have a thing on your kick drum to hold your toms? That's weird." Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, virgin kick. Yeah. So, all right, Funky Phil, let's wrap this thing. Um, we've just been rambling. No soapbox today. I told you, I'm like in a, I'm in a, I'm in a centered place here. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't talk about like, I'm on another diet right now that's like pretty crazy, intense. What? I can't eat anything. What is it? Does that have a name? Um, I've been looking at, well, I went to see this doctor and it's called the plant paradox. He's trying to get me to eat meat. And I'm like, that's not going to happen. I said, but I do eat eggs. And he, he was just completely harping on me, not eating meat. And I'm like, dude, 
you're not the right dude for me, bro. If you're trying to get me to eat meat, like, and he's just like, I, I'm like, I don't, I don't, yeah, you're not going to convince me of that right now. Like, I just am not in a place to start eating meat. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I just, it really bothers me for ethical reasons. And it really bothers me for like, my body just is totally not into the idea. And um, he's like, okay, well, I was like, I'm not vegan though. Like I still eat cheese and eggs. And he's like, all right, cool. Yeah. Eat eggs, eat lots of, eat lots of salt on them. I'm like, what? completely opposite of like what the western doctors are telling me weird and um yeah he's anyways long story short dude he did some tests on me um one of the things that he did like i have a bad injury from two-wheel monster truck riding (laughs) (laughs) and um he was like putting pressure on my kick drum really i mean on my yeah my kick drum foot like really hard and it was killing me and he was like trying to like activate the muscles in my legs so that it can work properly and then he goes okay try this and he puts salt in my mouth like pink himalayan salt in my mouth and he's like hold it in your mouth and then he's like pushing on my leg again and it's like i don't feel any pain and i'm, I'm like 10 times stronger in my leg when there's salt in my mouth what yes that's and crazy. he's like he's like okay so that's telling me you need salt so then he muscle tested and he's like okay so you need Along with, you need to put more salt on your food. Don't put like table salt, put like pink Himalayan salt or sea salt. And then he's like, and you need like three times a day, you need to take half of a tablespoon. I mean, half of a teaspoon of pure salt, pure like Himalayan salt. I don't know about that, dude. I'm scared about that because I already have like almost hypertension. But um, along with coffee, it was making me feel like a crazy man, dude. Like I was like, I I don't know if I trust this. I'm a little worried. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of off the salt right now. Um, it did help me on my bike ride though, man. I felt like a freaking powerful man on that thing, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know, man. But anyways, I don't know why I'm talking about this. I just, I'm on a crazy diet. I, it's not as crazy as I thought, but I, there's a lot of things I can't eat now. No more, no more cheating, basically. No more pizza, no more hot dogs, stuff like that. Yeah. Veggie dogs, Phil. Veggie dogs. Um, but I'm gonna eat a my burrito right now. Oh, so. jelly. <laughs> uh, yeah, potato eggs. I put some uh, arugula in that mug. I can't wait. I'm gonna eat it. Let's end this thing. I gotta eat. I'm hungry. Love arugula. <laughs> I love it. Uh, obviously, this episode is gonna be called something about dotted notes. <laughs> Or two and, wheel um, monster trucks. Dotted no- <laughs> monster truck dotted note monster trucks. Um yeah. Thanks to everyone that was in the chat room watching us live. Thanks to um everyone who sent in questions. Um thank you, Funky Phil. Just us rambling today. No guest. Uh we'll have a guest next week, hopefully. And then we're gonna be wrapping up season five here. We're gonna take a few weeks off. Woo! Yeah. So we got I think three or four episodes left for season five. So Uh, Thank you, guys. We'll uh, see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Drum Brigade podcast. This podcast was recorded in the Beat Locker at Pimp City in Oceanside, California. This podcast was produced by Funky Phil Pardell, and all drops and original music are by Corey Kingston. The Drum Brigade theme song is I Don't Like Your Music by The Busters. For more episodes, please visit drumbrigade.com and hit up our archives to hear some great interviews with Thomas Lang, Daniel Glass, Stan Bicknell, 
Tosh the Drummer, Kurt Buscara, Mike Dawson, and many, many more. For all other things, or to get in touch, please visit drumbrigade.com. Oh yeah, one more thing. Like and subscribe.